Welcome back. It's the um, Philosopher's Stone podcast that you know and love. We are, uh, it is uh, 2.30 p.m. It is the uh, ninth month of the year. It is the 28th day. It is the 2023rd year of history, of recorded history. Um, what? The world, <laughs> yeah. 2023 years of recorded history has led us to 2023. What? What's so funny? I feel like it goes back a bit farther. Even well, the but not they... well. Okay, okay. If you're going to talk about before Christ, then it goes back about another two hundred two thousand years, and then, <clears throat> and then that's kind of like how that's like around the time that the planet formed or was built, rather designed. So, oh yeah, right, right. The Earth is a five thousand ish year old disc. Um, that is the center, Frisbee, of, if you will. Yeah, it's a more, it's a frisbee. It's got a little bit of a convex curve to it, but I don't want to get too in the weeds it's like on the detail. It's like an upside down frisbee, I think. Yeah, exactly. And it the is the center. is like the red rim. Yeah, and our sun is only about the size of a, a, a large uh, hot air balloon. Yeah. Um, and the ice wall is guarded by the FBI with stun guns that they got NASA, from NASA, actually. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's NASA. NASA is working with the Nephilim and the Seraphim of the third choir of the heavenly host. Um, They've been working together for years. People, it's an open secret in the government that the angels and uh, the uh, Illuminati are part of the same um, squad, I suppose you could call it. When's their uh, album coming out? Uh, that should be out um, on. Uh, for, <laughs> I think it's coming out on Saturday, actually, which is crazy because they've oh. been working on it for 2023 years. So I think they have to keep on updating it because people's tastes are changing a lot faster. Um, <laughs> I think when they started, it was mostly Gregorian chanting, and now it's. Almost every single song features Lil Pump, so um, things probably have changed. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think fashion trends can reset farther back than like fifty years, maybe. So, like, <laughs> yeah, we're in the nineties right now. I think the nineties is happening, and then it's going to reset back to the fifties or sixties. But we're never going back to togas. Really. You don't think so? No, I, I can't see it. Maybe with global warming, actually, the toga might make a comeback. Uh, yeah, who knows? A, a light wrap. Like who a light predict wrap. That could be nice. A light wrap. <laughs> which is ironically how they describe uh, a lot of the songs in this <laughs> album. Um, well, some light wraps. Some light wrap. Okay. Nothing anyone can't handle. Uh, it is the best, the best genre for just putting out sentences, I think. Well, country, I mean. No, that's country music. Country music is the best for just talking. Country music is like, I mean, I know not not all country music is like this, but a lot of the big country, like pop country bands are, let's just say they're very much formulaic in their lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, the, the, you have to be a little formulaic or else it's not country anymore, right? Like there's genre tropes that you've got to hit or else how do you recognize that as a country song? Yeah. 
Um, but the thing about country music, I feel like, is that there's a lot less room for political variation. Let's put it that way. What about um, uh, Old Town Road? Little Nonsacks, <laughs> he's country, right? <laughs> I think he likes the attire. <laughs> I'm not sure he's a country bumpkin. He's always wearing cowboy hats and boots and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where. Okay, where is he from? Here's the first first great opportunity to Google something. I'm always jumping at the chance. Where do you think Little Nonsacks um, is from? Originally, yeah. Um, uh, okay, don't tell me. United oh, States. Take Dude's only twenty-four uh, years old. Oh my god! What? That's um, insane. Philadelphia, Philadelphia. No, brother. Um, California. Nope. Texas. He is from a place called. <laughs> Lithia Springs in Georgia. Lithium Springs? Lithia Springs. Oh, Lithia Springs. Um, it takes six hours and 50 minutes to fly there from here, from where I am. It is got a population of 17,000 people. That's where he's from. Whoa. So I'm sure he just says he's from Atlanta. Wow. It's not even a technically a city, it says. It's a census-designated place. An unincorporated area. Ooh, I mean that's kind of got some street. That's kind of street, honestly. That's unincorporated. It's it's like a ghost. It's a it's a it's in the black. What is it's it? in the phantom realm? Yeah, it's really close to Atlanta, though. It's literally like a suburb of Atlanta. Oh, oh, you know what? It actually, it's probably like a super nice. So let's look at the demographics here. Okay. Okay, twenty eight percent white, forty seven percent black. That's pretty good. 18% Hispanic. There you go. Um, is it a... Okay, let's look at some pictures. Uh, oh, it looks like this is for rich people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. That's so small, he's not that country. Is what the, the point is, is he's not country. This place is really close to like Atlanta. Like... Wow! Look at guess who else is from here? The 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 actor Walton Goggins. You should say that like I'm supposed to know who that is. Uh, you ever seen Justified, The Shield? I'm gonna look him up. I, I only do faces. You you oh, know this know guy? Is. Yeah, you definitely know who that guy. Is. <laughs> he's Everybody in. Uh, I he's mean, he's, he's, he's the guy who tries to cut Django's junk off. He's always some fucking like weirdo guy. He's yeah. never the hero. This man will never be the hero of a movie. He's always going to be the villain. I don't think so. No, he's got a very villain-esque look to him. Anyways, yeah, definitely one of the best best actors. My point is, is that there's a lot more you can say. I mean, there's a lot of really right-wing rappers. There's a lot of left-wing rappers. There's a lot of you know yeah. mixes of both, right? Um, because like yeah. right wing seems to be more of a conspiracy theory, but left wing is like kind of anti religion type thing, right? Yeah. So, so the middle there is on both both ends of the spectrums. But I'm talking yeah, like I'm talking like you ever listen to like a Army of Pharaoh song? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That gets one of my favorite. One, one of my favorite, like. 
verses, the guy opens up his verse with, the ancient Egyptians had knowledge of electrical power. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. I yeah. Love that. Anyway. That's based on uh, findings where they found uh, what appeared to be, I forget what it was, but they were basically, uh, it was like something, they were like some things that could have had a current in them or something, like some <laughs> chemicals in some ancient Egyptian battery. But I've, I've, I've thought... seen like ancient batteries, they claim. Uh, but like, okay, if they had like, if, they, if their society actually used electrical power to function, there would be a ton of evidence. Mm-hmm. So here's it on Wikipedia, the Baghdad battery. Wow. And I think they were, I think we've talked about this before, but I think they were uh, electrolysis to clean things. Oh, like, right. So you get like rust or, off the shit? Or another theory they have here is that you can use it to put gold onto something. Right. It's not the power of the, it's not the power of the no. vibrator or anything like that. <laughs> no. The vibrate, yeah, that's how they really got the brains out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know how we got on this topic. Um, uh, oh, country music. Right. Um, uh, Willie Nelson's pretty. Is Neil Young country? I don't know if you see. I consider Young's those country. like old country. Those are like yeah, that's not, more old country. That's yeah. not like the no, you know. When you go to a country music festival, these are not the people you're going to be seeing typically no. nowadays. You got the Florida I, I Georgia line. They all have the most white guy names ever. <laughs> Jackson Smith or some shit. Uh, who's his name? Uh, he was in, I remember people were going to see him in Ottawa. Something Church. Mike Church or something. Uh, Eric Church, probably. Eric Church. Yeah. Eric Church. Yeah. Eric Church. I think there was one guy that my wife listens to that's legitimately good. It might be this guy. She has a, uh, oh no, this is the freaking. Um, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, oh, what was the one Spiritual song? Simpsons Metamodern Sounds of Country Music is pretty good. That guy's like super psychedelic country, right? Yeah, yeah that's like uh, psychedelic country, yeah. There's a song called Death Row. Death Row. And the guy who sings it is good. I like Willie really Nelson. $100 bill. Uh, how's it go? Uh, I got a $100 bill. For, you can keep your pills, friend, because it's all going to pop. Um, oh, my God. What is going on? My computer is freaking out. Country song. Death Row, country song. Is it this guy? Hang on one second. I'll know right away. Can you hear this shit when I play it? No. All right, this isn't even the right fucking song. Whatever. Point is, I don't remember my point. That's my point. I think the point was going to be that you knew a good country singer. And I did. You weren't able to figure it out. That's what just happened. That wasn't. The, <laughs> that was not the original point. Um, oh, the point is there's a difference between old country and modern country. Yeah. I yes. Agree. Yes. Yep. 
And the new country stuff is like, you and me go fucking in the mud or whatever. <laughs> Could Johnny Cash release a boy named Sue in this day and age? Uh, yeah, no. I or mean, he, he could. Destroyed. He could. Yeah, no one would know what to make of it, I, I think. Well, they would ban <laughs> it in point. Florida. Did you watch any of the Republican debate last night? Uh, I watched about, yeah, I watched a bit of it. Yeah, I did. Um, I watched the highlights. And yet again, it brought a deep sense of sorrow to my soul. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so it's so brutal that like they're all uh, they're all losing in the polls. <laughs> I know, and they're, they're up there just so far behind them. <laughs> I it's it's so it's so crazy to me watching what's happening down there. It's yeah, it's unprecedented, yeah. Un- unprecedented. Yeah. Huh. I, I don't know what to make of it. And Trump doesn't seem to be going away any anytime soon. I don't think he's going to go to jail for anything. Well, here's the thing, though, is like he's his business is gone and the court is going to like it's literally gone. He can't appeal this like the court is going to his business. All of his business assets are going to be sold off by court appointed officers. He's going to get sued to shit for all of his fraud. And that's not even counting the 91 criminal charges. <laughs> like this guy is in a do or die situation. Exactly. Like nobody so else I've ever even heard of. <laughs> the only way out is to win the presidency. That's his only way out. Or he could just say like, sorry. And he will not. Apo- that guy, I don't think he's ever apologized in his fucking life. <laughs> um, I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win. And I think it's going to yeah, be, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's going to really fuck up. A lot of shit. I, I don't I, think he's, he can win. I think he's going to win, and it's going to completely ruin American politics forever. And and mm-hmm. and and then our politics will follow suit maybe in a year or two. Yeah, I mean, whether he wins or not, it it seems to not matter. Like he lost uh, the last one. Yeah. And then what happened from that? Uh, like things did not improve at all. I think. Uh, that's because Thank he's you. always had the potential for another term. I it would have been better for him to just win the second term and then be done with him, right? Yeah, I think there's a real. I don't know yet. I, yeah, whew. I think I don't think he'd be able to get a third term. Well, it's illegal, isn't it? Not that it matters to him. I think he would go for it though. It's. I don't know if it's illegal or not illegal, but like, yeah, you can't serve more than eight years as an American president. FDR did, but then they, I think they amended things after. Um, but like, if you're if he's popular enough, it seems like he can do anything. That's what it seems like. Uh, another, yeah. But who knows? Maybe no. the institutions are strong enough. To, no, to yeah, stop I think they've happening. proven that they are not strong enough. But they're uh, yeah, like they're. I mean, it's no secret that his campaign platform is to completely alter the the government fire as many people as possible replace them with his own uh his own people well that's kind of what he already did in his first term it would be even it would be way bigger than that though like way yeah that's why i think we're anyways let's move on usual what's on the docket for today anyway let's move on yeah sports talk about sports there's so many cool things i have to wing everything because i have to study all day for uh I have to study and work all the time for this exam, so yeah, I just have to wing it. So we're going to talk about a bunch, a bunch of sports philosophy topics. Okay. 
And I thought the first one that is one of the biggest ones in the news right now is sports washing. Sports you, have you heard washing? of sports washing? Is it I'm not like... talking about your jock straps? Good, good, good. Good stuff. Good stuff, Sam. Um wait. Ah, oh, I gotta be better on my um we sports washing. I don't know what that means. Is that so, whitewashing sports? <laughs> um sports wash so sports washing is when a country that wants to sort of become popular with other countries again puts on sporting events to sort of bring the world in to say like, look, we're cool. We're good. Everything's nice here. Let's all participate in some sports together. Are you referring to the Saudi Arabian golfing uh, thing that's been going on? <laughs> Is that what you're referring to? And it's happening yeah, in, in soccer too, or footy. Yeah, that is, that is, uh, that's what I was going with. That's the biggest one that's happening right now. Saudi Arabia in soccer, golf, boxing, even. They're into all of those, Gosh. all those things in a big way. They've okay, you got to back up. I, players, I, I bumped my internet Ronaldo, receiver and then you dipped out. So sorry. Neymar <laughs> Jr. You're going to have to back up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Sorry for our listener. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, sorry listener. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was going to say, yeah, it's not just golf. They've, and, and soccer, they've got some of the biggest stars in soccer, Ronaldo. They've got Neymar Jr. Um, and boxing as well. They've got, uh, they're putting on big boxing events in Saudi Arabia now. Messi's in uh, Miami. He's not. Yeah, he he turned him down. I heard. He turned him down. He's a man of integrity. Yeah, man of integrity. Wow. That's what those what we say. Um, other sports washing. Uh, I think the Beijing Olympics could be considered sports washing. But there's always some sports washing that goes on. Uh, like France, for example. France is doing the next Olympics, and they have to sports wash because Paris has a lot of homeless people in it. Right. So when the Olympics comes in, you have to ship all of the homeless people out of the city. Sports washing. Don't look at the problem. Look at well, the is that kind of what happened with um, um, Qatar? Qatar when they did the oh, Olympics? With the World Cup? Oh, the World Cup. Yeah, that's what it was, World Cup. Yeah, like the migrant workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, like the how many people president. died building yeah. that thing? Yeah, and of course they've got... Uh, very questionable human rights record for um, gay people, obviously illegal to be gay in Qatar. Women mm-hmm. don't have, women have very few rights compared to Western countries. Um, and, but then you have like the, the FIFA and everything. They, the FIFA president, he gave that crazy speech where he's like, I feel gay. I feel like a migrant worker. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. <laughs> I think he said like he used to be a redhead or something, so he knows what it's like to be mistreated. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but everyone, everyone sports watches. It's not just like uh, bad countries, or what we would call a bad country sports watches. Like when they do the Olympics in a in a major city in the United States or in Canada, they'll also try to clean up the town yeah 
it's like you're inviting the neighbors over and you're like got to sweep up everything that normally you don't yeah it's like you have, you have guests coming so you got to tidy up but everybody knows this is not how you live <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um there's been some other ones too though like uh some ufc stars some of their biggest stars have gone to uh russia to chechnya to meet with ramzan kadyrov who is the warlord of chechnya have you ever Yikes. heard of this guy? No. Ramzan Kadyrov. This guy is like a straight up psychopath. And he's starting a fight club? Um, well, I think, well, like, I mean, he's like, Chechnya is like just north of Dagestan. So like that part of the world, they love their MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, but his, uh, but his like psychopathy is more about like, executing literally just like executing gay people um things like that so he's a closeted warlord it sounds like maybe yeah um he's like he's like putin's crony sort of to run chechnya mm-hmm. uh but some U- some ufc fighters visited him and it was their i think it's justin gaethje no, he's my yeah, favorite. These are some of these are some of the most beloved UFC fighters. I did photo He's legitimately my favorite fighter to watch. God damn it! Yeah, uh, Justin Gaethje, Kamaru Usman. Um, I forget who else visited him, but I wonder, like, if I can. Uh, his Wikipedia page doesn't have a table of contents. That's weird. Hmm. Yeah, lots of torture in Chechnya. Um, killed lots of journalists. Kidnappings. Secret, like, illegal detention centers. Death squads. Good shit. Good shit. Assassinations. Yeah, he's a very, very bad person. Um, so, is he is so he wants to hire like he wants to steal these guys away from the UFC? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't really understand like why they go and visit him, but they're all I don't know if it's sports washing when they go visit him. It might be because people will see see their favorite UFC fighters posing with this guy and like you love just like we love Justin Gaethje, we love Kamaru Usman, like that must mean these guys are okay. <laughs> That's the dumbest reasoning ever. <laughs> Yeah. It's um, like a murderer being like, I like Star Wars though. Like you guys like Star Wars. So that means I'm good. Yeah, it's we both it's like, like the same thing. We have a lot in common. <laughs> what they're what they're banking on is that like the people who see the those pictures are not people who know anything about Chechnya, but they are people who are fans of UFC and MMA. So those people, when they see that picture, their first knowledge of Chechnya is like, oh, they love Justin Gaethje and Kamaru Usman. I like Chechnya. I like Ramzan Kadyrov. That's like how it works. It's like you just, you change the conversation to being about sports instead of being about uh, all the terrible things happening in the country. Wow, that seems like a novel idea. That's never been done before. That's <laughs> definitely not what they did in Rome with the gladiators. 
Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because you can use sports can distract. You can sports wash within your own country. That's a good point. I didn't even. I wasn't even thinking of. Yeah, along those lines. Well, you got to think inside the box sometimes. <laughs> think inside that box. Inside um, the box. <laughs> but I wonder. Like I've heard some, and now now there are, and so some. There's been backlash against athletes from the West who go to Saudi Arabia. Um, for example, a famous Liverpool soccer player, Jordan Henderson, like one of the most beloved players for the team. Uh, kind of like a Sedin twins on the Canucks kind of thing. Except yeah. He's just, he's just one, one person. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the power of both Sedins combined into one human being. Is that how you're describing this man? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he went to Saudi Arabia, and so he had previously been, like, I think the club's representative for LGBTQ stuff. Right. And so people in the club were, you know, very upset about this because of Saudi Arabia, obviously not, not allowed to be gay in Saudi Arabia. It's illegal can probably be in prison and killed for it. Um, so he, he went there and there as, and so he was, he defended himself and his argument in defense of himself was when I go over there, it draws the eyes of the world to that country in a way that it hasn't been drawn there before. And over time, this will actually change Saudi Arabia not the rest of the world. I like that argument. I don't <laughs> think it's genuine. I think he's there because the money is good, but I do like what he's done with the place there, you know, with the, <laughs> with the fucking situation. Yeah. That's an interesting, it's an interesting argument. Um, and it has nothing to do with money. Is that what you're telling me? Nothing to do with money. <laughs> yeah. I would like to know how much they're getting paid. Like it's absurd. See, the best way to expel homophobia is to take the homophobes' money. <laughs> Let them pay you, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is hilarious. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's like on the one hand, I can see how it's true. Like it brings, it brings them more into the world. But on the other hand... The thing is, is that there's, there's no... Does, I'm not watching Saudi Arabian soccer. <laughs> does Saudi Arabia have... Here's a question. Is there motivation for a country to become more progressive with their ideas if there's no financial upside to it? Because Saudi Arabia is rich as hell, right? They might just be like, oh, yeah. the reason we're so rich is because of our beliefs and our, and our uh, you know, culture. Why would we want to, yeah. you know essentially for lack of a better word become more inclusive to people we already got stacks and stacks of cash <laughs> it's true um the like the one argument that i that bill gates made and i don't think this is originally his is that if you if you don't educate women and give them the same opportunities as men you basically don't get half of your adult population is not productive. Yeah. And it's not like Saudi Arabia is rich because they're innovators, right? No, it's a windfall. (laughs) It's oil. It's all oil money, right? 
Oil. Oil. You cooking? I don't know. What? So yeah. it's not like they earned their riches through inventing new things to help the world. No, they uh, they got their riches through through, I guess, partly luck and then partly not getting uh, pillaged by colonial powers. Partly luck and probably, you know, having very little regulation on how to extract and sell that oil that they luckily landed on. <laughs> and I don't think that slavery was an issue for them when it came to getting that oil out of the ground. Um, well, I, don't, I don't know how much... I don't think... I think there were some slaves in the Islamic world, but I don't know if it was to the same extent as in like the colonial empires. Really? Do you know, do you think it's true? I hear this tossed around that there's more slavery today than there is, than there ever has been in the history of the world. Is that, it sounds crazy, but I can Uh, also believe it. Numerically. Yes. I would say numerically, there's probably more people who are, kind of in like a position like slavery than at any other time i don't know about the proportions but uh, what do you mean numerically and proportions are not the same oh well like the the world population right now is like nine billion or something and oh i see i see it's never even been close to that before yeah yeah okay i so proportionately it might not be the same yeah proportionally there might be less okay percentage wise we're talking probably not as much yeah, I would think less. I think I would think a lot less percentage wise. There's this. So there's this on TikTok. You can do like TikTok live like you can do with Instagram. And I've seen this this person's going live several times. And it's this Asian lady in a some sort of factory in Korea. South. I'm thinking North Korea, it looks like. And mm-hmm. it is literally like she's got a she's got. Uh, like a wire attached to her wrist, which I think maybe is like, I don't know if it just makes, lets her boss know that she's actually at her station. It doesn't look like it's restraining her, but it just looks like it's like, it's an indicating it's, it's letting someone know that she's at her station. And all she does, there's these little like lights, USB, USB powered led reading lights. And she has a, a bank of USB ports and she just grabs handfuls of these little plastic lights, plugs them all in, make sure they're all lighting up. She unplugs them and throws them into a bin and there's thousands and thousands. And she just goes and staring at the camera and it's live. You can watch her do it for like an hour and it's just the what? same repetitive motion. And there's other people in line like doing the same thing behind her. And there's this one guy that's like, I think he looks like he's about to die. He's just what barely the- being able to do it. And he looks young, but he looks like he's about to die. Like he can barely move and she's ripping. And so every once in a while, she'll like screen something, something in Korean or whatever language at. What the fuck? Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. And they just look miserable and she's live streaming it. And I don't know what the deal is. I've come across every time I see her, it's alive. It's happening right when I'm watching it. And just the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. And it made me think, wow, that sucks. Who's live? They got to report that. That's like, he can't live stream from the factory floor. That violates so many corporate uh, confidentiality. Well, tell her to tell it to this lady. <laughs> TikTok should shut that down. Should be shutting TikTok it down. is a Chinese. TikTok owned, should report her to her slave owners. <laughs> I'm sure they would. 
I'm sure they would. Yeah. Okay. Next, uh, next topic. Okay. Sports washing. Goodbye. Um, sportsmanship. So this is this is like the theory in sports that uh, you don't like kick the opponent when they're down, that kind of thing. Um, there's a recent controversy the in a football game, the Miami Dolphins beat the Denver Broncos, I think, seventy to twenty. Yeah. And so the Dolphins have the ball at the end of the game. They're up seventy to twenty, and instead of easily kicking a field goal and making it seventy three and breaking some record, they took a knee. And uh, ran out the clock, and the fans were furious. The Why? Fans wanted, the fans wanted to see that record get broken at home in Dolphin Stadium with a with a kick. Ah, uh, that's what they want. The fans wanted blood. They wanted, of course, blood. Um, that's where you the, find the 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 most virtuous selection of humanity is in the fucking stadium <laughs> of goddamn Miami Dolphins. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, filthy animals yeah disgusting people um but the but that sort of raises and then there's other questions of sportsmanship right like uh brazil versus germany at the world cup right seven to one they beat them um just humiliating humiliating the entire nation of brazil something they may never recover from yeah Um, i don't think they have psychologically All you have oh. to do is say seven to one, and they know exactly what you're talking about. For the, their oh, grandchildren, yeah, yeah. will know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. They have to cross themselves like, off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, they ban the numbers seven and one of appearing <laughs> next to each other anywhere. <laughs> can't say seventy one. <laughs> oh, my grandpa turned from seventy to seventy two today. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's uh. That's a question in sports. Should um, should is sportsman, and then like another way to to put it is, uh, I think the soccer players from South America have said that uh, they they say like the English players they value honor above winning, right? Like they'll they'll obey the rule even if it means they don't get an advantage that they could have had by breaking the rule. But the, the soccer players right say, like, yeah. oh, they say yeah. like, we value winning above all. And if you break winning requires a little cheating, that's okay. That's part of the game. Yeah, that's the that's the philosophy I can't get behind is like, here's the set rules of the game. But you can if you can bend them to the point of almost breaking and get away with it, then you should do it. Or if you can just flat out get away with breaking them, you should do it. They don't feel that. They don't feel that the win is undeserved if they cheat to win. Like they don't mm-hmm. have that sense of not fully like earning that victory. Yeah. That's a that's a weird mindset. Yeah, no, no the mindset is win at all costs. And it uh it usually forces the other team to to adopt the same tactics. Stooped so. their level. <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to like you can't uh that's one that's like an interesting fact about it is if the team that wants to have good sportsmanship comes up against a team that does not care about sportsmanship at all. I would say nine times out of the 10, the team that doesn't care about sportsmanship will win. This That's a very good parallel to the political situation right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stoop yeah. to their level to succeed. 
Uh, yeah, so like, you know what sport has always seemed good? very like honorable to me, or at least the culture was back when I was involved in it was rugby. And you like rugby, mm. you don't see celebrations like you see in NFL after right. a, a try. That's another sportsmanship. Yeah, celebrations. Yeah, yeah. And rugby, it's, it was always at least when I played and what I've seen watching like the professional leagues is they don't do any like celebration dances or anything. They just they yeah. just go they just run back to their side, and it's considered like really distasteful to do any sort of just, celebration yeah. dance or whatever. Isn't it uh, was isn't it the saying like soccer is a, a gentleman's game played by thugs, and rugby is a thugs game played by gentlemen? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I know, and like Bill Burr, sometimes I when he, I hear him ranting about like how nowadays in the NFL, if you make like the most minor play ever, you have like a thirty second celebration dance to like put on your Instagram or whatever. It's all about getting those right. clicks. So they react to every minor success on the field as if they just scored a touchdown. Yeah, it's really fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah it is. Um... I so, get that. I see that from whenever I watch basketball highlights, I'm so completely underwhelmed with what I'm seeing, but they'll always cut some like 14 year old kids in the in the stadium <laughs> reacting as if they just saw someone like conjure gold out of their own asshole. Like literally like their minds have never been blown this hard, even though we've already seen someone do a layup 30 fucking thousand times this game. Everything is like gotta be some, some like tr- it's gotta be, something that has the potential to go viral. And so overreacting to things has become like the norm. Should sportsmanship make a comeback? Yes. You think so? Sport. Okay. I like that. And it's otherwise you're good. You're moving in, you're moving from sport to spectacle in some, in some sense. Yeah. You know, ironically, the sport that I think often has the best sportsmanship are the combat sports. Uh, yeah, have the best sportsmanship, like after, like not during, obviously, because they're like some sometimes even during, um, but usually after they have good sportsmanship. But I will say not. this: definitely sometimes not. <laughs> the beef is rarely as serious as they try and portray it to be to sell tickets. I'll put it yeah. up that i can see oh that's for sure yeah i'm like when you said that like combat sports and then sportsmanship i immediately thought of uh uh izzy uh adesanya like miming humping what's his face once he knocked him out (laughs) yeah yeah that was insane and like his response was so funny though I think the next, he just posted a video the next day of like saying like i 100 percent disapprove of that I mean, you always get these people coming in and, you know, you get like your, your Conor McGregor's that like, yeah, they're the first ones in the sport to really not give a shit about sportsmanship mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to hyping would, a fight. Yeah. He would do it after he would do the sportsmanship after. Yeah. Typically not with everybody, not with Khabib. <laughs> not <anymore. Not> <laughs> Khabib did it reverse. He was sportsmanlike until after, and then he was not. I think Conor tried to sportsmanship after and then uh khabib spit on him and everyone jumped in. <laughs> yeah that's what i think i think that khabib was like i don't care if you're trying to sell a fight i'm taking all of what you're saying as what as face value as this is what you yeah. actually think yeah so you could say like in the lead up to that fight habib displayed very good sportsmanship mm-hmm. 
Then after the fight, and Connor displayed terrible sportsmanship. And then after yeah. the fight, Connor tried to display sportsmanship, and Khabib did not. See, now, would you think that Connor would have tried to display sportsmanship if he'd won? Yeah, I, I do. You do? Yeah. I think, I think whenever, every time he's won, he has been very sportsmanlike, except Dustin Poirier, except when he lost to Dustin Poirier. Well, that's because he was all excuses, wasn't it? When he, well, the second time, he's, his leg broke, and he's like sitting there with a broken leg, screaming right. like, your wife's in me DMs, Dustin. This is over. It's not over. That's That could be him just trying to set up the trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like it's, obviously, I, yeah. It's kind of theater there. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think sportsmanship should be much more important in sports. And I heard a, a good explanation for that, which was that um, this is again from the combat sports world. Chael, Chael Sonnen pointed out that what you want from sports is a resolution to right. a conflict. Whether it's football, boxing, baseball, you want a resolution to a conflict. The game is a conflict, and then at the end of the conflict, there's a resolution. Yes, and sportsmanship so, can give a great resolution. That's true. It can be like, all right, that's over with. Bad blood has been settled. Yes. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, I doubt any of these any of these UFC beefs are like lifelong beefs. At the end of the day, besides maybe this Khabib and uh, Connor thing. Khabib Connor is the thing about yeah. the uh, Dagestani fighters is they're very religious, right? And yeah, you, can, you they don't take i'm just saying i'm just mocking your religion to sell tickets <laughs> they don't they don't view it that way <laughs> they don't they don't take that as yeah fight promo <laughs> no 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 that that's that might be a lifelong hatred there but uh yeah their fight promo is like saying the other person is bad at fighting <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but g- thank you for bringing up religion that's the last one um I wanted to mention. Uh, so I don't know. Like I watched um, the UFC pay per view last weekend, and the fan fan favorite fighter Bryce Mitchell was on the card. Uh, this is the only thing I've heard of <laughs> about this this fight night. Was this fucking this, guy? This was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. So he comes out to no music. Or no, I think uh, what's his uh, Oliver Anthony's song was playing. Uh-huh. And Bryce Mitchell is singing it at the top of his voice, like off key, like three hundred pounds, your boxer foot runs like that. Yeah, he's just he's just walking out, belting that song out. <laughs> Goes into the cage. Meanwhile, he's being introduced because so for you, if you're not if you're not aware of who he is, he's a flat earther. Uh, is he a flat earther? Because I, I am yeah, too. He's a flat I, don't caught, I don't know if you caught me. Uh, me and both my cats are flat earthers. Yeah, I don't. I don't know like how deep his knowledge of flat Earth theory goes. Like, I don't know if he knows it's NASA guarding rather than the FBI. Like that sort of minutia. I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's really as long as he got the core tenets, he'll be accepted into uh, yeah. into flat heaven. <laughs> flat heaven. Yeah. His heart is on the right plane. And, yeah. <laughs> yes, and so then he, uh, he, his, somehow he got a Bible into the octagon, which you're not supposed to have foreign objects in the octagon as a fighter. 
Like that's why they pat them down and like check their shorts and everything before they go in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He had it on him while he was fighting? No, 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 no. So before the fight, oh. Bruce Buffer is announcing them. As Bruce Buffer is announcing Bryce Mitchell, Bryce Mitchell grabs a Bible from his cornermen who are like hanging over the fence, walks into the middle of the octagon holding up the Bible and s- screams freedom at the top of his lungs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is, you know, yeah. you ever heard of that phrase, main character syndrome? Yeah. <laughs> that That's like a great that's example. That's main character syndrome. Yeah. Um, uh, post- I heard it. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, so he wins. He won, he won the fight. Thank, thank God. If he had lost, I, I don't know what would have happened. But he won the fight. <laughs> <laughs> he had a back. I was, so, I was so worried he was going to lose. <laughs> I did not know what to expect if he lost. Um, was it a very decisive victory or was it like, did he knock him out or was it a decision? Um, I think he got a submission. Uh, Let me check. And it was against Dan Eagy, who has never been stopped as far as I know. So I don't even know who that is. It was a big deal. For, I feel like uh, I'd be way behind on the UFC uh, roster. Uh, no, decision, sorry. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're behind. Um, you don't know who Dan Ige is? You, I, no. You're casual at this point. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so after he wins, he... I don't know if, if you consider this good sportsmanship or bad sportsmanship, but he, he gets the loser, the guy he just beat, brings him over to the post-fight interview, and... Wants to like to, pray with pray with him. Tries to convert um, him. <laughs> yeah, he wants to. Well, first, okay. So Danny is Hawaiian. Yeah. So Bryce Mitchell makes this about the ho- fires in Hawaii, which he says were intentionally set set with space lasers. To, yes, of course. I think that's pretty common. That's a common to, knowledge thing now. He didn't specify the method. He just said they were set to drive out the natives. That's what he said. Okay. And. And then he wanted to pray with Danny Gay and Michael Bisping on the broadcast. And you can imagine Michael Bisping was not having that. <laughs> <laughs> Did he go? That, he went on Michael Bisping's podcast, though. Did you hear about that afterwards? No, did not hear about that. Uh, I just, I just read this briefly. I didn't watch the clip or anything. Just to, just to, uh, to. I saw a screen, a screen capture of the moment. It's like a split screen of Michael Bisbing, that Bryce guy, and another guy that's involved in UFC. And that Bryce guy is like nostrils flared, eyes wide open, <laughs> face an inch away from the camera. And apparently he was screaming about how fossils were lies from the Satan to trick us into believing evolution and dinosaurs are real. That's what we were taught in high school. <laughs> you want to know why this is people are, things are so fucked up. Anyway. Um, so the question is, should fighters be allowed to, should religion be brought into sports? Like we saw it in the buildup to Habib Connor, Connor shitting on Islam. And then we see it here with Bryce Mitchell bringing a Bible into the octagon. The man who did it, the the man who used his religion to the greatest effect as far as fear was definitely Yoel Romero. Oh yeah. Soldier of God. Soldier of God. (laughs) Don't forget about Jesus. No forget Jesus. And everyone's like, "What? Gay Jesus? Gay. What's he talked about? That guy was a that guy was a great, great yeah. era. He was amazing. Um, yeah. So that's should uh, 
So people want to, you know, religion is important to a lot of athletes. Should they, should religious symbols or statements, should he have been allowed to pray on the mic, regardless of any obligations the UFC has to like keep the broadcast moving? Should they have allowed them to pray, do you think? Uh, see, here's the thing is I don't, I don't, I don't condone censoring religious rhetoric or whatever, like praying. I think that, you know, as long as they're not trying, like, for, I think the, the problem with is when prayer is forced. That's the problem. I don't <laughs> think it's a problem when it's just allowed. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I don't think that's, like, you know, if they started requiring every fighter to pray at the end, that would be a problem. That'd be weird. Yeah. You got to pray on the Bible. Could you imagine Conor McGregor trying to fake a prayer? (laughs) Oh, dear Jesus. Um, uh, Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do it. Or Donald Um, Trump trying to, you got to pray for five full minutes. (laughs) No, he. Uh, it's great when he he was asked. He's been asked in interviews like, "What's your favorite Bible verse?" And he's just like, "Oh, I, I love all of them. They're all so good." <laughs> <laughs> you can't pick one. <laughs> I can't just they're, pick one. They're all <laughs> so good. There's not a single. Literally, Bible. his answer. That was basically. That was pretty much his answer. Was you can't pick one. They're all great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most classic. I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Answers yeah, straight up. I don't have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, do. You, I I feel like I could see problems where. I guess I guess the point is not like don't let, because like I've seen fighters wear, t-shirts right like uh, with religious stuff on it. So like, uh, what's his name? Now I'm the fucking uh, Benial Dariush, um, is Christian. And he was on a fight in Abu Dhabi. And he wore, uh, his shirt said, like, Jesus is king on it, for example. Yeah, yeah. And there was no, I didn't hear anything about that. No, no one uh, had an issue with that. And it seems to me like... Is that an Islamic country, Abu Dhabi? Or is that a city? I don't know anything about that. It's a city, uh, but heavily Muslim population, yeah. Right, so I'm kind of surprised they let him do that. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think I don't know if they have laws against because uh, he's not a citizen, right? He's he's a uh, he's visiting, and I think Islamic countries have a history of toleration for like the Jews and Christians living within the country to an they just, extent. They just hate the ones living outside of the country. Is that how it works? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he was permitted to do that. Maybe that's that was a deal made with the UFC. Maybe he just did it on his own and got told, don't do it again. But uh, it seems like the, the issue is not respecting other people's religion. Right. I feel like that is the main issue. You know, see, I often, I, I've, I'm, I've been thinking about this a little bit lately, is I, I really, I really don't respect religion as, a, as it's at, at its core. Uh, no, and I don't respect man. what it does to people and how narrow it can make someone's worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think it's right to mock someone for being religious. So uh, definitely not. I'm, try, 
I try to separate the man from the or the person from their religion and but I just yeah, know that I just know that if you are a self if you're a very religious person, I know that if we start talked long enough, I will run into very illogical and often uh, oppressive ideologies, mm-hmm. even if they don't act on them in their own yeah. life, they will admit to believing that that's what should be happening. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think, yeah, like I, I, I agree. The main issue is respect. Like don't, whatever we may think about like God isn't real. People are praying to nothing. Um, yeah. You just got to respect people's personal choice and not mock them for that kind of thing. I mean, at the and end I of the think- day, I, I don't blame them because being alive is terrifying and existential yeah. dread is a real thing and it's all easily fixed by being religious. But I just wish it didn't make people hate certain other people <laughs> so much. Yeah, or like not believe in science, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, not believe in science is another big one. It's like at this point... Actually, they believe in science, but they just pick and choose what they believe. They believe in the science that is now irrefri- irrefutable, but that's it. I don't They'll never. No, you're right. You're right. They, they believe don't. in whatever science is necessary for them to live their day to day life. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not helping any. I think religion is one of those rel- the, the old relics of early humanity and early civilization that was necessary before we had science to explain the natural world. But now it's just holding us back as a, as a as a species. I don't think yeah, I mean, there's religion was basically just yeah uh, religion was basically just a uh, weather prediction based on religion was when you saw a, a thunderstorm roll in and there was a thousand lightning strikes in the, in the valley you live in and you had no way to explain it yeah well I mean like the ancient Mesopotamian religions mm-hmm. they believed that like most of the ancient religions believed that st- the celestial bodies were the gods, like the sun is a god, the different stars are gods, that sorts of thing. Yeah. Especially the ones that move, that are visible moving, like planets. I mean, yeah. actually, sorry, not stars, but they would, they're, we know they're planets. They thought they were gods because they looked like stars, but they could move around. And yeah. the priests were the people who understood those movements and could then predict seasons and the crops right. and so on. And they were communing with the gods in such a way. Yes. I'm reading a book right now called The Children of Time. It's a sci-fi. Hey, yeah, I love that Have book. You, do you, oh, you know that book? Oh, yeah. So that that happens in that book with the uh, the satellite. Yeah. The beings on the planet, without spoiling too much, uh, are looking at a satellite, and it's the only satellite in the orbit of this planet. So to them, it's the only star that moves in a predictable fashion, and that obviously becomes their deity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great book. Um, the so one one last thing I guess about religion is religions do not always get along. Sometimes, because like there can only be one. That's most the of thing. These monotheistic there, religions. Are there any religions that accept that other religions could also be true at the same time? Because <laughs> that's yes. pretty cool. Back, back in the day. The golden age of religion, which I think was like the the Iron Age or the Bronze Age, um, when you had empires like Persia, right? Darius, yeah. Xerxes. The, they uh, when they would conquer people, they did not. They would uh, they would usually take care not to desecrate their temples, 
Yes. Because they were all, they all thought like, look, there are gods like everywhere. Like we, we worship uh, Ahura Mazda in Persia, but in Greece, like they worship different gods and we Mm -hmm. don't want to risk offending those gods. So we'll let them. Well, they also probably realize pretty quickly that you will have a lot less uprisings and rebellions if you don't desecrate the religious sites. That's another way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) That's another way to put it. Um, I don't know if they truly believe that their gods were, I mean, I guess they did because remember when like in uh, the story of Moses and the Egyptians are like, let's, let's, let's duke it out. Our God's magic versus your God. So they believed yeah. in, in the God of Abraham, but they also thought that the, uh, the Egyptian gods were just stronger. Exactly. Um, it's really like the, I think the monotheistic religions like Judaism, Christianity and Islam those are the ones where it's like, no, 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 no. There is only one God and it's, it's ours. Yeah. The three Here's most the similar religions hate each other the most. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like in the histories, when you read Herodotus, like he respects the ancient Egyptian religion a lot. To the point where, but like you said, I don't really know if he thought their gods were real, but he like respected it to the point where it's like, you feel like he's not talking. He says, like, I can't talk about this because it's too sacred. Right. That kind of thing. Um, too, it's like a secret right. I shouldn't talk about it. So the respect well, for religion was at a much higher level. On one hand, I think that, you know, keep keep religion, like government, keep religion separate from sports, government, education. Keep it a totally separate entity. But I will say this. If they, if the UFC became like an extremely religious uh, organization where all the fighters were like zealots, <laughs> it would really up the ante on the fights a little bit, the stakes. And I think the level oh of God. violence would increase significantly. Did you got someone coming in dressed as a crusader and someone else coming in dressed as Saladin? Yeah. Like, and everybody in the sta- everybody in attendance is like a like a, no, no, a no. very dedicated religious person this is i can already see this is a disaster like this is this is a disaster this is like what sports is supposed to stop like if you're like a social engineer you're like how do we stop religious warfare distract everyone with simulations of battles have the best islamic fighter fight the best christian fighter and whoever wins gets to keep jerusalem (laughs) this is how the world ends with nuclear strikes between between religious countries well there you go guys we like to leave you on a positive note on the philosopher's stone podcast i like these i'm liking some of these freestyle podcasts we got going on not too prepped up should chuck a couple of those in every once in a while uh but that's all the time we have this week yeah yeah see ya (laughs) (laughs) goodbye (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>